0: Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing Shazam. This was a new movie that I got at the library because it looked really funny, and I do like movies that are Marvel or DC on occasion. I enjoyed a lot of this movie. I will say I thought this movie was excessively dark for... Um, the storyline with the decapitation of people and the by the evil, the seven deadly sins. I did enjoy the main characters, though. I really liked how the um, kids who were in the foster care group home came together and realized that they were a family. And I really enjoyed that aspect. But basically, this movie starts out with a young boy who has been in and out of foster care his whole life. He continues to um, run away because he's trying to find his birth mom and his name's Billy Batson. And he was left when he was a child, his mom disappeared. He was at a holiday festival and suddenly she was gone and he got lost in the crowd. And he always blamed himself for that because he had let go of her hand to pick up this little compass that he had received as a prize. And because of that, he continually tries to search for her. He's looking desperately to see if he can find her. And he never can. So he ends up at a group home with a bunch of really cool kids. And the kids in him don't really get along. He thinks he's just going to be there for a short period of time. He thinks he's going to, you know, go on somewhere else and find his buyer mom and everything will be back to normal. And, you know, I think that's a very that's a very totally understandable situation because it's like, you want things to be the way that you want them to be. But the honest to goodness truth is, is nostalgia is very, how I say it? Nostalgia is not all it seems to be. It's like, there's a famous book called The Way We Never Were, which is very interesting on nostalgic things regarding, you know, the perfect family and how nothing's perfect. Everything is, you know, good, but it's never perfect. And so with that in mind, the Billy Batson character ends up being transported to this other world where he is chosen by this character named Shazam to be the next superhero because a very nefarious bad dude has decided to take over. His name is Dr. Thaddeus Silvana and he is now in control by the seven deadly sins. When he becomes in power, he basically becomes their servant, and he thinks for some reason he controls them, but really it's the other way around. And at the end of the day, he ends up killing his dad and his brother. I mean, he's just a really sick little dude with those seven deadly sins. And I think that whole meeting room scene was just way too gory. I mean, no offense, this is supposed to be for like kids to watch, and I'm like, I didn't like that scene and I'm an adult. So anyway, I mean, I, I appreciate a good fight, but I don't believe in bullying people and decapitating them. That's just really, really sick. So anyway, Dr. Thaddeus has some major issues and he tries to basically become the next person because he wasn't chosen by Shazam because he gave in to greed. So anyway, when he was a child, and he finds out that Billy Batson now is the new Shazam. So he comes and he tries to get the power of Shazam. But this really doesn't work because um, Billy has all the people who are in the group home with him who have come to his aid to try to help with the situation. And they end up becoming the other basically monarchy that were in the Shazam originally and basically having all these superhero powers and becoming adults when they're in their superhero cells instead of kids, which is absolutely hilarious because there's this one little girl named Dora and she keeps worrying that Santa won't bring her presents. And so when she becomes the superhero, she ends up at this theme park with um, Santa and she says, oh, my name's Dora and I have been very good. And you're going, why would a, you know, 30 year old woman be saying this to Santa Claus? But it's really because she's this little kid in an adult body. So that was really fun. But at the end of the day, the superheroes end up taking out all the seven deadly sins except one, and it's it's envy, because envy is really hard to take out, as it were. And so Shazam has to battle envy at the end of the day, which I thought was very ironic, because everyone you know says, oh, greed and lust and all these others. But I think envy is maybe the... One of the worst, because it's wanting what you don't have and probably never will because you want it so bad that, you know, you don't, you're not healthy enough to get it, if that makes sense. And so I thought it was really neat that they incorporated that into this story. I would probably give this story, uh, I would say six out of 10, and mainly because I really thought the seen in the corporate meeting room was way too volatile. And also, I did not appreciate the fact that we were having the boys end up in a strip bar. I mean, that really was just not acceptable. And I'm trying to keep this G-rated, but really, did we need to do that in a D.C.? in a DC movie, I'm just saying, we really didn't have to go there. And so anyway, between those two things, this got like a six because otherwise I thought it was really good. I also liked how by the end of the movie, um, Billy had reunited with his birth mom and she told him that he had let him go because she thought he would be better off by himself or with a better person than her. And I think that was a very poignant scene because at the end of the day, Billy got to realize that his birth mom probably was doing her best as she could, but also, or as best as she thought she could, but she also wasn't doing her best. And he got to realize that that nostalgia that he had hoped for was not going to be possible and so he then went on and said you know what that's not going to be possible but I'm going to make connections where I am I'm going to protect those I care about now and I'm going to leave my birth mom in a really good place because that's what she deserves as my birth mom and I really did like that aspect of this film I liked how, you know, Billy had some issues. Billy was, you know, into the fame, into the popularity of being a superhero for a while, taking selfies and charging people. But at the end of the day, Billy also was the kind of person who realized that it's not about that. It's about taking care of the people you care about and being there for them. Because at the end of the day... I think we underrate being. It's like, I once heard a lecture where someone said, you know, this world is the world of doing. If there is another reality, that's the world of being. And I think, you know, that might, that might be true. But I also think that we get so caught up in doing sometimes, we forget to be present, especially around those we care about. And I really liked how in this film, it was about, at the end of the day, being present for those we care about. It's not about, you know doing all the superhero stuff, saving the world from Dr. Savannah. you know, it's really not about all that. It's about being there in this moment for whoever is in front of you, whoever you care about, that's what matters. And that's why I think I really did appreciate this film. I also liked that it did show, you know, what it's like to be an older kid in foster care because it's not easy and it's not, you know... Um, A lot of these kids, they have had multiple situations where someone has decided they don't want them in their house for whatever reason. And so that kid suddenly feels like they're not worth it. And it's like, that is totally not true. Everyone's worth it. And so with that in mind, I think it's really cool that we had this workout with this character with Billy, where he found out that, you know, Yeah, his birth mom, that might not work out. But with the couple in the group home, with the kids that are surrounding him, yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, they're quixotic. Yeah, it might be crazy and wild and mayhem may ensue. But there's still a family because I think in many ways, the cool thing about adoption is you get to pick that family. It's not like, I mean, no offense. With your bio family, it's like you're born into it. It's the way it is. You can't escape it. You can't run from it. You can't hide from it. It's just the way it is. But with your with your adopted family, it's like that's really cool because you get to pick both sides. The kids get to pick. The adults get to pick. You choose to be together. It's kind of like in many ways, it's like the situation where with romantic attachment, people get to choose who they marry. Um, Well, most people get to choose who they marry. But anyway, so with that in mind, you know, it's a choice. You sit there and decide with, you know, as much of, you know, all your faculties, this is who I'm going to be with. And in the same way, I think the cool thing about adoption and foster care is both parties decide where they're going to stay. It's like there's a very famous quote I read once. I don't remember who said it, unfortunately. But basically it says, Our lives are determined by the things that we're not willing to run away from. And I think that's a very good quote. But with that, Anna out. Check it at the round table. Bye.